Hello Chicago, this is the Fly the W670 podcast, it's season 1, it's episode 56, Cubs go 0 for 3 on free agent shortstops, I'm Dustin Rhodes, executive producer of the Mully and Haw Show, we are live 530 to 10 on 670 The Score, of course your radio home for all things Cubs baseball, and before I bring in my guy Crowley, I want to remind you, don't forget to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to our podcast and to follow us on all the socials. Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, and Fly the W on Facebook. Of course, you can email us, fly the W670 at gmail.com. Crowley, happy Wednesday afternoon. Not for me, it's not, man. I've been mad all day. I think I texted you at least 10 times. <laughs> I'm still pissed, man. I've literally been fuming all day. Um, if you remember the last time we were on the podcast, I told the listeners that this offseason could be successful if they did two things. Number one, sign Carlos Correa. Number two, sign Christian Vasquez. In those 48 hours since I said those words, both those guys are off the board. And so, so far, Dustin, in less than a week, Kodai Senga, Sean Manea, Chris Bassett, Sean Murphy, Mike Zanillo, Ross Stripling found new homes. Christian Vasquez signed with Minnesota to a three-year, $30 million deal. And then the big news around midnight last night, Carlos Correa, Signs with the San Francisco Giants. They took that Aaron Judge money, 13 years, $350 million. That is the fourth largest guaranteed contract in MLB history behind Mike Trout at 426, Betts at 365, Judge this offseason at 360, and it's the largest for a shortstop surpassing Francisco Lindor and his $341 million. So needless to say, I have been in a panic. I've been pissed off. I, I, I'm in a glass case of emotions, Dustin. Yeah, you are a uh, emotional ball of fire right now, Crowley. I, I, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I have said from the get-go, I do not believe anybody except for Michael Jordan is worth a $300 million, 10-plus year contract. I just, I just can't do it. I can't see it. Carlos Correa alone was not going to be enough. The problem, Crowley, is is that I believe that the money is allocated to spend. I don't understand, Crowley, what the plan is. I was a I was a believer in taking the three hundred and fifty million dollars and spreading it out two or three ways. Um, they clearly need help at catcher. So now Higgins is the is Higgins is the plan at catcher. I mean, he was okay. For a guy, a guy on a team that's going to win seventy-five games, he's not a he's not okay for a guy that on a team that you're hoping wins eighty-five games and wins the Central. Well, you know, you're now in a whole kind of mess here. Now, according to John Heyman, Odyssey Insider, uh, Twins offered ten years, two eighty-five for Correa, so they're going to take that money and they're going to try to get Dansby Swanson, Dustin, and so you have about six teams on here, and so the Cubs. Are they going to pay over pay Swanson and just because they don't want to be left empty-handed in that uh, shortstop market, that musical chairs that we talked about a while ago, the music has stopped. Everybody's dove. Everybody's pretty much got a chair. Are the Cubs going to overpay? And I saw this on Twitter earlier. It reminded me of the, remember when the Chicago Bulls, that, that famous offseason when you could have gotten LeBron and Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade and they ended up getting Carlos Boozer. Okay. But why was that, Crowley? You're, you're going right into what I'm, I'm thinking here. Why was that? Why did that happen? 
I don't know, man. You didn't make the, you didn't sell it. You didn't close it. And copy is for closers, Dustin. Jeff well, didn't close the deal. I don't know. They, they apparently didn't want to come to Chicago. And could it be? Now, what, what if we find out from a very reliable source? What if, what if Bruce Levine, as an example, what if Bruce on, uh, inside the clubhouse this Saturday with David Hall says, I am reporting, I'm Bruce Levine, I am reporting that the Cubs offered 10 years, $305 million to Carlos Correa, and he turned it down. I don't know exactly. I'd have to see the whole pitch, man. Like, remember, sometimes they go into these meetings. I remember when it was John Lester, they did like some sort of digital computerized thing where John Lester was on the mound winning game seven of the World Series. He got sold on it. Right. Okay? He, because, he envisioned. He could see himself in there. Right. Yep. Right. And mm-hmm. so what you have to do is you have to close the deal. And so, you know, I feel bad for Swanson because if they do get him, it's going to be similar to that Boozer's experience. I don't know anyone that, I mean, Trey Turner, okay, Carlos Correa, uh, Xander Bogart, those three you've talked, you and I have talked about that before. You put them any way you want, we would have been happy. No, we never thought that Dansby Swanson was in that same category. I've had people argue with me, that's fine. Now, here's something that I want to kind of put up here really quick. This was something that uh, Sahad of Sharma wrote in The uh, Athletic. It said, could Hoyer have afforded to give Correa 13 years and $350 million? Absolutely. According to Roster Resource, it would bring the Cubs' luxury tasks payroll for, to 2023 to just under $205 million. So that first luxury tax threshold is $233 million. The Cubs would have been at under 205 if they signed Correa to 13 at 350, right? So what Sahadev is saying here is, is that the first level of the limit is for 2023, that, that tax limit, right? And so that $233 million. So you would still be underneath that. You would still be underneath that by, say, $27 million that you would still have to spend on other players. Okay. Well, let's just say let's say they get Correa. Let, let's just play let's just play this what if game that that uh, Shahad have put out there. Yeah, Correa. Let's just say it's Correa and that's it. Other than filling out the roster. Okay. Okay. What what what? How many win? How many wins more do they get next year? Uh, you would uh, four to five. Four to five. That that doesn't but win just, you. Just on Correa alone, four to five is a lot of wins. I but mean, that doesn't win you the division. I'm saying the team is exactly the same as last year other than Correa. Right. And I'm so saying, you're hoping to improve it by getting Jamison Tyone. If you would have put another $10 million on Christian Vasquez, you hope for another couple wins. I mean, you're, you're trying to piece that together. But, but, but looking at that right there, one guy, no. But, but what difference is it going to make if you have a better tandem up the middle? How much better do your pitchers get, right? Okay, there's other, there's other aspects. If all of a sudden you Well, now there's the argument for Swanson, though. Now there's the argument for Swanson. Okay. That he's, a, he's the better... It, Swanson, arguably the best defender of the group, right? No doubt about it, but we talked about the fact that they need runs. Okay, they need a, 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 a impact bat, which is not in this lineup. It doesn't exist. Ian Happ is not an impact bat. They don't have one. Wilson Contreras, kind of an impact bat. But that's gone. So you had to replace Wilson's run production and hopefully get better than what Wilson offered, and you didn't do it. And there, right. I don't see where that happens anymore. Now, look. That Unless they of, think that Matt Mervis is going to be that guy. Like, you, all, that you, Matt Mervis is the Matt Mervis magic, right? Well, that's great that if you're going to put that all uh, on, on, on a kid who's played a year or two years of minor league ball, 
and you expect him to be the impact leader of the team on offense? I mean, come I'm on. I'm just trying to figure out, Crowley, I don't totally disagree with you. What I'm trying to figure out, and if you know what it is, I don't think you do. Do any of the people listening right now? We got Tim. We got Tim. He, he checks in. Still wouldn't want a 10-plus year contract just coming out of one that set the Cubs back. And I agree with Tim. I don't like 10 years. But now, all of a sudden, I guess if you want one of the big boys, if you want one of the big boys, double digits is the starting point. Double-digit years is the starting point. But my point earlier is, what is the plan? What's the direction? What what, what are we doing? What what are the Cubs doing? Because none of it makes any sense. Last year you saw these little things. Say a Suzuki. Okay? You know, okay, fine. You know, they added Marcus Stroman. But now if you do nothing other than what's been done so far... What was the point of Suzuki and Stroman? I, that's that's where the Cup fans, I think, are most frustrated, is there is no plan. The one thing you always got out of Theo was you kind of saw the vision. You saw the direction he was going. And right now, and, and I told you how upset I was about that interview with Crane Kenny, and we played bits of that on the podcast last time, is that it seems like nobody knows what direction they're going anywhere. Uh, so we got one guy telling us there's plenty of money to spend and another guy who's not spending a dime. So th- th- what is it here? Because, I look, I get intelligent spending. I didn't want to put a lot of money on guys like Carlos Rodon, who's still available, or Jacob deGrom, guys like that who have had an injury history. I didn't want to spend big on guys like Justin Verlander or J.D. Martinez or Clayton Kershaw that are kind of on the back end of their careers. To me, that was the definition of intelligent spending and not doing a move like that, but not signing. Trey Turner, Carlos Correa, or Xander Bogarts? My question for you, Dustin, is this. Who is the rock? Who is the foundation of this next great Cubs team? Who are you building around? Again, when John Lester signed in uh, 2014 winter meetings, when John Lester signed that contract, that was the signal to everybody else that the Cubs were serious. Right. What other free agents? If you're talking about we were talking about Kodai Senga, maybe they want to come here because it wasn't they weren't ready to win. Prove you're ready to win. Other free agents look at that. Right. And that's and and that's in Correa talked to Gordon Whitmire back in July when the twins were in town. And he said that he does not want any part of a rebuild. Now, I don't know that what's going on in San Francisco isn't necessarily a rebuild. Okay, he can go out west. He can go out there. He can go out there and rot. Okay, good luck trying to beat the uh, Dodgers and the Padres with what the Giants have right now. But again, he wins. He gets $350 million. He never has to take another swing of the bat. Where Cub fans are frustrated from, this is the second rebuild in a 10-year ownership by the Ricketts. You got rid of Bryant, Rizzo, Bias, Shorber, Contreras, and you've replaced them with what? You had the opportunity to get a core piece to build around to surround with other talent that we talked about. We talked about the minor leaguers being about a year, year and a half away from coming up here. But instead, you're punting. You're sitting this one out. You needed an elite bat. You needed a shortstop. The Cubs minor league system does not have a shortstop within the next three to four years coming up anyway. Okay, Christian Vasquez is is probably the the closest, and the kid's like 17. I think he just got his driver's license, okay? He's not coming anytime (laughs) soon. You know, uh, Ed Howard hurt his hip. He just missed out the whole year of low South A, and he wasn't coming up for another three years, okay? So I don't get it. You know, you're talking about 10 years. You're talking about money, but apparently this market's too rich for their blood. But here's the thing, Dustin. I go to Wrigley. I go all the damn time. 
fall, winter, spring, summer, I'm there. They're making money, Dustin, down at 1060 West Addison, hand over fist. Do you know how much I pay for a 16-ounce light beer at a game? $11, and I ain't drinking one, Jack. Guess what? <laughs> I was just over at the Winterland at Wrigley. $5 to walk in the gate. You want hot chocolate? $10 for a hot chocolate, Dustin. It's good hot chocolate. It ain't $10 worth good hot chocolate, Dustin. So I'm just asking you right now, where is the money going? What did Crane said? Well, I mean, it, it appears it appears that uh, it appears that Jed is sitting on it. He, he's sitting on a big old fat checkbook, and he's not writing checks. That's what that's that's what I have to believe right now. Or they over believed in their plan. They over believed that Wrigley Field, everything you just mentioned, would lure the free agents, or a guy would leave. X number of guaranteed years and guaranteed dollars on the table for the opportunity to play baseball in the cathedral that is Wrigley Field and live in Chicago during the summer. No, no and I think they've overplayed. I think they've overplayed that hand. I think that I think we're going to find out that they were in the running for all of these guys, and they just didn't close as you mentioned. And now, if they do. Here, here's here's here though, and this is important. I think, I think we've both agreed throughout this that Swanson was kind of one A, that there were three guys that were ones. Swanson was one A. Now all of a sudden, you're gonna you the Cubs are gonna end up paying Swanson two hundred million dollars. Yeah, you're gonna pay him two hundred million dollars. And here is also why I was mad at that interview with Crane on the Mully and Haw show on six seventy score. They're, you know, talking about when, when, when Crane's talking about the budget, okay? Like this is some mom and pop shop. Owning a baseball team, Dustin, is not like your life and my life. It isn't like, <laughs> it isn't like we're making a grocery store budget. It's not a normal business. It's a business for cutthroat billionaires. There is an open market. And Dustin, you said, I don't think any player's worth that. I have a bobblehead over there that sold for $900 on my wall. My wife wouldn't pay $9 for it, okay? <laughs> In the free market, the market sets itself. It's an open market, okay? And you remember how mad I was when they whiffed on Jose Abreu. Is it because I thought Jose Abreu was going to bring us to the promised land? No. It was because I started to say, uh-oh, they're, they're playing the, well, we have to, we're not going to pay that. Of course Jose Abreu is not worth 30 years, $60 million. Of course you know that. But it doesn't matter in this market. You need to get what you're going to get. You need to be aggressive. You need to be the ones that set the market. Well, guess what? They waited and the market was set and then they didn't like what they saw. But you think the Yankees, the Phillies, the Mets, the Astros, the Giants are worried about the budget? The budget. There should be no budget. There should be, hey, Tom, we want this guy and it's going to cost us $350 million. It's not sitting there going, I don't know, it may not fit into the budget. Your budget, that's not how this works. This is a rich man's game. You want to sit there and play with the big boys, fine. I don't want, you know why I'm not a Sox fan? Because I don't want to deal with Jerry Reinsdorf's garbage. That's why I don't want to be in, in that kind of situation or be a Royals fan or a Pirates fan or any of this crap. I want it to be a big market team. And that's what the Ricketts promised me. That's what Theo and Jed promised me. They told me, be patient. We're going to rebuild this once and do it right. Well, guess what? Now there's a gap here. And now all of a sudden, I don't see them doing that spending. I, I talked about the spigot being turned off last year, and, and it's been turned off. And so now we're sitting here having to deal with the, 
Well, we could still get Swanson, and maybe we can get Thor. Noah Syndergaard, remember he was really good in 2015? Maybe that'll make it a good season. You're trying to now rationalize picking up less talent, and that shouldn't be happening, not with the number one team as far as the ticket prices and the baseball experience shouldn't be happening. And this was a quote, a quote by the president of baseball ops of the Dodgers, Andrew Freeman. If you're always rational about every free agent, you will finish third on every free agent. I think you're a hundred percent right, Dustin, that we are going to come back and find out that the Cubs made very reasonable offers to all these young men that ain't going to cut it. You have to sit there knowing that you're going to overpay. That's always been the deal. And then the back end's going to suck. It even did with John Lester. Okay. You got John Lester. What did you pay for? You paid for 2015, 2016, 2017. And then things started to go down 2018. And by 19 and 20, you saw what you had, but that, but, but it didn't matter because you were paying for what he was going to bring you and what he brought you was a trophy. 